0: Good morning, everybody. Who feels alive? Who feels so fresh and so clean right now? Nothing quite like the blood of Jesus in a group of wild believers that believe it. Amen. So, uh, I'm trying to, I was quick into this testimony that, uh, before we were pastors, my wife and I traveled uh, to then some several nations, a couple of nations. We, I jokingly tell people we called our ministry Revival Fire International, which she says I never asked her what the name was, and so we still have. A, we shut that thing down because we were in agreement. But um, I, I called it International in Faith because I had never been anywhere, you know. <laughs> and uh, we wound up going international. And it was awesome. And then of course we wound up becoming pastors here in 2015. But in the midst of our traveling, we had uh, several. Like, incredible meetings across the state of Alaska. And Alaska is an incredible vast, the last frontier for sure. Uh, the First Nations people had some incredible supernatural things that happened. And one of them was we went to a little town called Angoon. And if you pull up Angoon on a map, there's not a lot there. I think they have a total of about three miles of road on the island. And um, it's, uh, it's uh, the Clinket and Haida tribe that lives there. And uh, 420-something people live on the entire island. So while we were there, we wound up doing meetings in Assembly of God Church. And uh, the power of God was just so precious there, really. Sunday morning, uh, people had come from all over. They heard we were coming, and it was a a decent crowd. In fact, the altar call that Sunday morning was 42 people. I'll never forget it, because I remember saying to my wife, that's nearly 10% of the people that live on this island just got saved. That's revival, you know what I'm saying? And we wound up packing that building out, probably, uh, probably over 100 people in the meetings uh, as, as it grew. So you're talking about influencing nearly a 25% of the population in one single week of meetings. And there's a lot of testimonies I could share about, but one in particular I didn't know about. And, and I want to encourage you that there's many times the Lord is doing something that you are unaware of. How many people ever experienced that before? It's great when you're like, you know everything happening. But there's sometimes that you're doing something and you're like, um, okay, what's going on here? But in the midst of this revival, there was a man that was, he was an alcoholic, which a lot of them in this area are when you live on an island with 420 people and there's nothing to do as far as work. A lot of people are very much turning to alcohol. And so he was at home and he knew about the revival Uh, People had invited him and invited him to come to the revival, but he just adamantly refused to come to the Assembly of God building because he had an offense against uh, that particular church. Um, And you hear it all over the world. People get offended against things. Let me tell you something God is bigger than an offense. And if you yield to God and follow Him, sometimes He takes you to something that seems offensive in order to give you deliverance. You know what I'm saying? And so. he wouldn't come to the building. So one night, Friday night, the last night of the revival, he got a whole bunch of alcohol, which is actually illegal to have, but you, they bootleg it. And he was drinking and drinking and drinking. And the more he drank, the more he realized he was not drunk because he tried his best to get slammed drunk and forget about everything going on. But he said he could feel the presence of God Flowing into his house, and it was several miles from the church building. But he said, The atmosphere in my room was so charged with the Holy Spirit, I drank an entire bottle and I was totally sober that I fell to my knees. And I cried out to the Lord, What are you doing? And the Lord spoke to him and said, I'm calling you out of this bondage uh, and, and set this man free. And he was instantly in his living room, baptizing the Holy Spirit, spake in tongues. And was totally delivered of alcoholism. Now, I didn't know any of this because I'm up two miles away at a church building conducting a meeting, which was a powerful meeting that night. Uh, People were totally set free in the building. But I came back through Alaska about a year later, and I met the pastor of the Presbyterian church that knew this man because the man started going to the Presbyterian church because he still had an offense against the assembly of God. (laughs) Jesus shows up in your living room, but you're still like, I ain't going up in there. I don't know what they did, but it must have been pretty bad. <laughs> and so he says this guy came in, literally, he said he came in the Sunday after you left a year ago. And he's been on fire for God ever since. And he, the Presbyterian pastor told me, he said, I prayed day and night for many years that God would move across our island. And I was so blessed to see it come through uh, in, this, in this way and create such an effect And I guess what I'm trying to say is I want you to realize that the children of God can set an atmosphere around them. By their praise, by their honor, by their worship, by their surrendering to the Holy Spirit. It's more than just the people in this building that become affected by it. It's like the wave of God's presence falls from this place. Do you believe that? If you believe it, say amen. And so what we're doing here today is we're gathering in the name of Jesus and we're declaring over our Lake County that the presence of God would continue to rest upon Lake County. That the enemy's plan to oppress people, depress people, and take them out in the midst of all of this is bound up in the name of Jesus. We declare freedom. We declare life. We declare breakthrough. Come on. Now there's this saying. I just want to encourage you guys that are here gathered bold, white, radical, Holy Ghost plague-stomping believers. It's a saying, you know, the Bible says if God be for you, He can be against you. In modern time, we say it this way. We say if the whole world is for you but God be against you, you ain't getting far. But if the whole world is against you and God is for you, nothing can take you out. So always remember, the most important thing you've got to check in your heart is, am I clear in my walk with God? And to back it up, let me tell you another part of Angoon. So we had a a revival. People were set free. Church was overflowing. For the first time, they had enough money to actually hire a pastor. But for whatever reason, and there's nothing against the denomination, but they did not like me. And I don't know why they didn't like me. I'm a very biblical teacher. I I mean, I am, right? So (laughs) there's nothing weird going on with me. So I was kind of like taken back by it. But they, they hired a pastor and they sent the pastor into that church, the AG church. But now that they had 80 members going to the church and they could afford a salary, the guy came in. but before he was brought in and it's no fault of his own, he was told by um, the people that, that sent him the denomination that it was a, 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 a revival was a, it was not a revival that it was he used the word crap. And so he said, okay this morning, but he He came in Sunday morning and stood up before the church and said, I'm here to clear out the crap that you call revival. This is a true story, guys. I don't don't know. To this day, I don't know why this ever happened. I don't know why they decided there was an issue with me. Friends of mine in Alaska said that they got a call and said not to have us in their church anymore. And I don't know what we ever did to get that because we loved everybody and we we loved a lot, you know. Anyway, so here's what happened. The guy got up and said, I'm here to Clean out this crap that you call revival. What happened that Sunday as he got up, the first Sunday in his church, the toilets backed up in that church. It's a true story. It was a two-story church and the back basement filled with two feet of manure, like human crap. And he actually had to clean it out by hand, being the only employee of the church. And in that sense, man, he wound up quitting his job and he went back to where he was from. He was like, this is is not worth it. And uh, I would have quit too, you know what I'm saying? Like 100%. Nope, nope, not in my job description, buddy. The moral of the story is this go with God, keep your heart pure. Don't let someone poison you in your mind to what the Lord is doing is what I'm trying to say. This is not, I'm not saying this to make us look cool. I was, I didn't know any of this stuff. I come back a year later and get told all of this stuff. And you're like, are you kidding me? Why, why did they not like it? Why, why would, why would you ever shut down what God is doing when the church is packed out and people are getting free of alcoholism? That's something to celebrate in my book. And, um, anyways, all I would want to say to you guys is it is an hour for the church to be the church. Come on. We know that the Lord is with us, and the Bible says to live as Christ, to die is gain. So uh, it would be impossible for me to ever understand why I should withdraw from Christ in this life to preserve life. I feel like if that's, that breaks everything that I know. The more craziness happens around me, the deeper I want to dive into the heart of God. Amen? Now, let me answer an important question. Can believers die of disease? Yes, they can. So many historical tales, many martyrs that went into different territories and died of different diseases that their body was not immune towards. But the beauty of that is, as a believer, those that are born twice die once. Death is not a miserable thing for us. And keep in mind that we are of the faith called Christianity. That was birthed by Jesus that gave everything, including his life. And the followers that followed him, every one of them gave their lives except for John in total surrender. And counted it a privilege to give their lives for the proclamation of the gospel. So, I know that it is the 21st century. These things are not preached about a lot of times. But the reality is, I think the church should have a backbone in her to say, come, come death or come life. I'm serving Christ with all that I've got, and I'll never back down on that. And it takes that type of faith to see the miraculous hand of God move. God does not move in faithless people. You see constantly in the Word where Jesus, who was full of love, full of grace, full of power, would rebuke people for being faithless. And then he would move. And so the question you always have to ask yourself as a believer, are you the one that would get rebuked for being faithless and kicked out of Jairus' house? Or are you the one invited to come in as a miracle was about to transpire? And the reality is, is I believe that this entire church would be in that room a part of that miracle. If you believe it, say amen. Uh, The Lord is good, right? I believe that the Lord is good, so I want to read a scripture to you guys. I'm just going to roll with the Holy Ghost and see where we wind up today. Um, I'm not in a hurry, so if you're in a hurry, oh well. <laughs> Matthew 5, 11 through 16. I felt to read this to start out with today. It says, God blesses you when people mock you <laughs> and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things about you. Because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad. For a great reward awaits you in heaven. So let's read that again. When people mock you. When people persecute you. When people lie about you. When people say all sorts of evil things about you. Uh, the Bible says be happy about that. Be very glad. It means you're in good territory right. Because if they don't have anything to say. Then what are you doing with your life. Amen. Amen. Like that old song that I always sing, uh, Evidence, from Fred Price, me and Christina know it. Evidence! Oh, yeah. Evidence! Do you have enough evidence? Evidence! <laughs> evidence! Come on. So my challenge you: if you were arrested for being a believer, is there enough evidence to hold you? Some of you guys are shot. You're on the, you're on the firing squad first time. Yeah. You're over and done with. Other ones of you, step it up so that you can be happy about the persecution and the mocking that you've received. The Lord is good, right? For one, I am very grateful for the fact that we're in America. This nation, if you don't know this, was, was pioneered by people that came because they were oppressed for their religious beliefs. And so They left and they pioneered a new land. Some of them gave their lives to start a new life over here and built the greatest nation on earth, <laughs> uh, I believe. And I've traveled to many different nations. There's a lot of freedoms because they were oppressed to begin with. They founded this country with the real- realization that protecting individual rights of people is the most important thing to do. You are a free person in this place right now, and you are not breaking any rules to be here or laws. Amen. And thank God for that, right? We have the freedom to assemble. Now, it doesn't mean there's not pressure. One thing I've, I've watched in the midst of this is how much hate is coming against the faith-filled believers. Uh, it's like everybody wants to see faith-filled believers fail. Uh, and if you get in the mindset that you've got to prove yourself to the world, then you're going to fall in the trap they want you to fall into. You never have to prove yourself to the world. You just keep your heart pure to God and do what God tells you to do. Amen. We do what the Lord leads us to do. If God says withdraw, we withdraw. If God says push forward, we push forward. And you can't let yourself be manipulated by a world system that wants to mock and persecute you and get you in their arena. We don't live in that arena. We walk by faith, not by sight. Amen? Am I speaking to anybody here today right now? So I'm going to keep reading this. Remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. But you are the salt of the earth. Say salt. What good is salt if it's lost its flavor? So if people have been calling you a little salty lately, praise God. Can you make it salty again? It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. Ushers, you can grab a seat. We're gonna take the offering at the end. So it's an incredibly taxing time across our nation right now. There are many in this room that you maybe have not been affected about what is happening uh, on in the economic level and things like that. Or maybe in health-wise, but it is still a taxing time for our nation. And I have seen that there is a wave of attack meant to persecute our president for standing with the church right now. First of all, if you've never realized how much persecution our president gets for standing up for the church, uh, you should just realize that he's always persecuted. Anything he says about us comes against him. And I say this to the church, do not let someone else bear the persecution you're supposed to bear. Be a believer and understand sometimes you will be persecuted for it and sometimes you will see the hand of the Lord move through you and deliver people. But at the end of the day, your heart has got to stay pure towards God. Amen? So it's incredible taxing time. Some of the questions that are arising right now is how long will this last? This past Wednesday, we did an outreach where we handed out peanut butter and jellies because it's proven that you can live on peanut butter and jellies for 12 years straight. (laughs) If you supplement ramen noodles in there, you can live for an additional 30 years. (laughs) But only the beef flavored. (laughs) People are taking notes right now. I love it. (laughs) Beef flavored. 30 years. All right. You're good to go. You're welcome. 30 years when you climb out from your bunker, you'll be like, I proved my pastor was right. No, actually, my brother in law hospitalized himself trying to live on ramen noodles. So you cannot live on ramen noodles. <laughs> it's so full of sodium, he was dehydrated and he was only 21 years old and collapsed at work. <laughs> That's not funny at all. <laughs> But it is because he lived, amen. All right, praise the Lord. (laughs) Will, if you're out there, I love you, buddy. (laughs) Thank you for teaching me that ramen noodles must be taken in moderation. (laughs) So Wednesday, as we did an outreach, and we were blessing people, and uh, we plan to do one this week, too. So just an announcement, if you have any surplus of things, uh, food items and stuff like that, and you would like to donate it to the church, uh, we'll be open Tuesday through Friday. You can drop it off at any time. Uh, and just we'll, we'll, we, we're, we're giving it out for free. Uh, we had, uh, I think, 175 bags of groceries we handed out, 100 loaves of bread, a bunch of peanut butter and jelly, crates and crates of bleach, crates and crates of water, and crates and crates of Gatorade. And it was an awesome time. Yeah. People were in, in tears. And, and we actually saw several several couples One, the husband or the wife be here, break down crying, saying, both my husband and I lost our job. And there was such uncertainty in them, you know. And we realize that it's not even about the bag of groceries. It is about the hope that is in the body of Christ. Amen. Because we firmly believe that even in famine, we can still be successful. We can still see the hand of the Lord provide. Amen. We believe that in the midst of dire circumstances, the hand of the Lord is upon us, and we can navigate it, and this will turn to good. And I'm going to get into that here in a bit. So I want you to fill yourself with faith as much as possible. That's why joining together is so awesome. How many people felt faith arise in this place when groups of people are just, man, we're going after God. Come on, somebody. feels like better than usual almost, you know? (laughs) It's like we're always radical, but now I'm like, "Woo, we've proven it. Yeah. And I love that about this place. You know, if I, if I tried to shut this place down, people would be in my living room this morning saying, Pastor Caleb, what's wrong with you? I, I'd be waking up to an acoustic guitar in the yard. and he, This is how I fight my battles. Be like, Lewis, stop that. This is how I fight my battles. I've always said it's the church that holds the pastor accountable because people are like, who's he accountable to? I'm accountable to you. So your faith charges my faith. So I'm like, we have to stay open, babe, or we might get lynched. (laughs) I mean, I I saw it in their eyes. There was a glint like, what are you doing? What are you doing, boy? You better man up all those sermons about faith. Prove it. Prove it. (laughs) We believe! So it's an awesome faith that we have. And that's what we did. Wednesday, we would just pray with people. And that same faith, that same belief that's on the inside of us, gets on the inside of them. And they wind up driving out of here with a smile on their face, came in looking heavy. Now they're charged up, ready to go, because we believe that all will be well. Amen. Amen. If you believe it, shout amen. Amen. So, how long will this last? Will things ever be the same? What can I do and what should I do? What can you do? Be a Christian. Be full of love and do whatever you can, even with your neighbors or people around you. Do something, you know. Uh, And pray for people and be encourage yourself and stay in the word of God. That's what you can do. How long will this last? I don't know, but one thing's for sure, that in the midst of all of it, the church will continue to grow because the church has always blossomed under things like this because we carry something that the world does not carry. That's faith and an anchor in a rock that is unshakable. So. There is an attack against faith-filled believers right now in the midst of this. That attack has always existed all the way back to Friedrich Nietzsche's days of uh, God is dead when he wrote that article that science has proven God is no longer real. There's always been that attack. But one thing I have learned is that a miracle settles the issue. That when God does the unexplainable, uh, the unfathomable, the miraculous things that God can do, how can a person drink an entire bottle of alcohol and not get drunk and run to the church the next Sunday and get saved? Only by God. And that is what we believe and that is what we stand for. Amen. So we know that God is doing mighty things right now. So what we believe, we stake our lives on it. You believe it? That's what we're called to do. So our beliefs means that we're willing to give our lives for these things. And if you're of that persuasion, man, God is on your side. And mighty things will come from your walk with the Lord. Amen. So it's difficult situations. In difficult situations, it can sometimes be hard to see the hand of God at work. Now, what I mean by that, let's just break it down. We're just going to be honest. It sucks that people are dying. And I, ho- I hope I can say the word sucks in church today. I already said crap, so. <laughs> Sorry about that. I usually don't do these things, but <laughs> just went that way today. It is not. Never, never, ever is it a good thing when a person dies. And especially when you read about how they're passing away and basically suffocating. And it's horrible to think of anybody suffering. And so there is that going on right now. People, and it's affecting believers. It's affecting missionaries. It's affecting pastors. It's affecting evangelists. People that have given their lives in the miraculous are being taken home in the midst of all of this. It's a difficult situation. Healthcare workers are bombarded They're sometimes tired, worn out, ran down. And imagine being a frontline person right now, especially if you didn't have faith in Jesus Christ and you're assigned to take care of somebody with this virus, with the hype of fear that is going on right now. It is a crippling type of fear. So that's the difficult situations we're under right now. Then on top of all that, let's talk about the economic issue. Many small, small businesses, even big businesses are closing their doors. Uh, it's absolutely devastating when it's happening right now. Never in the history of America has a $2 trillion stimulus package ever, ever, ever been talked about. $2 trillion? That's nearly 10% of the national debt being added on. It's absolutely insane to think of a $2 trillion stimulus package. This is the reality of what we're facing. It is either a well-designed attack from hell... Or from someone else, uh, some biological thing to try and really disrupt American culture is what I think. And you can think whatever you want to think. But $2 trillion is enough to collapse a country. You're talking about setting things back at at a whole nother level right now. And so I believe that in the midst of all of these difficult situations, God still has a plan. But in order to see that plan come to pass, He still needs people To submit and be a part of that plan. Are you with me right now? Basically, God's plan was to to end the world and get everybody to heaven. And he's still waiting on a generation to actually get that job done. Because people say, if it's the Lord's will, it'll happen. That's not necessarily true. The Lord's will is that none should perish But all have everlasting life. And yet people are going to hell every single day because he has given us free will. So our free will is something that we have to guard and protect and then keep ourselves surrendered to God. No matter how dire or how crazy or whatever we're facing. Amen. Most important thing to do is don't focus too much on what's affecting you right now. See what you can do to help another person right now. So I want to read a scripture to you guys just to back up what I'm saying. Exodus 14, 10 through 12. The Lord... Pop this in my spirit this week. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, Leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. So what's happening right now is it's like a mass revolt. <laughs> now a lot of people think when they left Egypt, you're talking about 10,000 people. It was actually numbered over a million people. Israel was over a million strong at this time. So you're talking about a massive group of people and panic arising in this as the Egyptian army's coming upon them. And it looks like certain death because you're standing there looking at a sea that you can't swim across and an army that's coming to take you out. And so in the midst of all the dire circumstances we see, as we sing that song, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by God. Come on, somebody. No matter what we face as a nation, as an individual in our household, we've got to keep our eyes on the one that promises a miracle when we need a miracle. Amen. And as we always say, everybody shouts for miracles, but it's a different circumstance when you're the one that needs the miracle. Hey, somebody got quiet in this Presbyterian church this morning. Quick, somebody light the Holy Trinity flame back there. Can't believe we let it go out. I guess I'm just very liberal today with what I'm saying. I'm going to tag in Pastor Jeff real quick. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to be a good little boy for the rest of the service right now. I'm getting in trouble so here's the reality pressure intense circumstances they reveal true belief okay it's like everybody can say the Lord is good until hell shows up at your door and then they're like "Yeah, I thought you were good and I know nobody in here has ever done that before but me you know what I'm saying I've done it I'm like Lord Lord do you even like me Like, Caleb, I'm a likable guy, I think. I know that you love me. That's what we always say. I know you love me, but but do you like me? (laughs) Think about King David. King David. I mean, he gets called out of the field. The mightiest prophet in the land. You are a man after God's own heart. This is like the greatest moment of your life. You're like, mm-hmm. what's, what's that again? What's that? My brother's my dad here. What'd you say? I'm the, I've got a heart after God's heart. I'm going to be the king? Yeah, pour it out. And then he becomes the king. And what is he doing? God, please, Jesus, my enemy, surround me. Do you even know where I am? He found you in a field. He knows where you're at. You know what I'm saying? But in the midst of this, and I'm making it a joke because I think you should never lose your sense of humor. If a nuclear weapon is shot at you, at least go out laughing. Be like, I don't know what I'm going to look like when this thing hits, but it's going to be crazy. As you see that missile approach and just be like, oh, I can't wait to look at the Apostle Paul. He didn't have this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! How'd you go out? Oh, let me tell you how I went out. <laughs> Would you? You just got put on a cross. Boring. tough times reveal in the midst of all this if there is anything that's coming to the surface as tough times pressurize you it's a beautiful moment as a believer to go to the Lord and say God I believe but help me in this unbelief Lord I believe but help me in the midst of this and infuse my heart with faith to be a hope giver to those around me right now and Lord give me wisdom if, 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 if Isaac can, can uh, prosper in the time of famine, give the body of Christ wisdom to prosper in the time of famine so that we can be well supplied to meet the needs of those around us no matter what goes on. Come on, somebody. Rise up to the challenge. Realize just because it's difficult doesn't mean that we can't thrive because we serve a God that does the impossible. He, does, he doesn't just say it to make you feel good. He says it because He does it. Amen. Now, the, believer, the the Israelites, God's chosen people, they're complaining because it is difficult. You know, the Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust alike, that sometimes bad things happen, and in the midst of that, there are good people and bad people involved in all of that, and God's just looking for the church with faith to keep their eyes on God and trust Him and say, no matter what, I will not turn back from following you, God. If it takes my life, so be it. I will be in the realms of glory today. If that's what it is, because I believe, I believe, say, I believe, believe. come on somebody. I feel faith in this place. They're particularly happy this morning. Some of you should also be happy too. Let me tell you, I'm going to be honest with you right now because I'm tired of being Caleb. I'm firing Caleb. He's been naughty this morning, so honest to stepping up. Here's what I, I, I do think. It, it is awful, the effects of people dying, and it is spreading. But I do want to put in context for you so you understand this. The swine flu killed way more people than the coronavirus has killed. The, the the bird flu, whatever, what was it called? Bird It was called bird flu, yeah. I guess they ran out of animals. They were going with the seahorse virus with this one, but it just didn't work. It, it killed a lot more people. So I'm not saying that it doesn't matter people are dying, but I want you to know, even our president has said it, and I have spoken with, Uh, Miss Sonia's husband, who's who's with the Lake County Sheriff's, they're dealing with a lot of suicides right now, people. An increase in suicide, almost daily, daily calls. And I talked with Chuck Broadway, the chief of police here in Claremont. He said, all other crime is down except for suicides and domestic violence. He said, we're getting hit. And he said, some of my police officers are scared right now, too. So just pray for them that the hand of the Lord would be on them and keep them safe. So what I'm telling you is realize... There's a lot of crazy stuff happening right now. And a big killer in this is not just a virus coming through. It's the shutting down of a nation where idle time is the devil's time. And he's slamming people right now. And they're having no hope whatsoever that they're shutting. They're taking their lives one after another. That's from hell, people. That's from hell. And the church is the only entity on the earth equipped to combat hell. You cannot regulate hell. You cannot write a law for hell. You can't give a recommendation. But you can bind it in the name of Jesus. And you can release the glory of the Lord. And you can stand upon the word. And say no. No. Stop in your maneuvers. You can knock on doors. And you can stand at the door and say Jesus loves you. And see. Man I'm telling you. It's time for the church to arise. Just because. Things are tough doesn't mean we stop. It means we say, God girded me with strength on the inside to be stronger than ever. And let me lift up my eyes and see where I can make a difference in someone else's life right now. I refuse to let the devil have a heyday across this nation. Because people may be staying home, but he ain't staying home. He's trying to get in all those homes. And we got to bind that thing up. And I believe the church, that's what I said, there are many roads this could go down. This could lead to travel restrictions. This could lead to economic collapse. This could lead to control. This could lead to loss of freedom. It's a lot of things being spoken about right now. And I believe that the road that we wind up going down is going to be decided by the church that speaks those things which are not as though they are. Are you with me? Am I speaking to anybody that says, I believe that? I feel it. So what am I saying to you right now? I'm saying, man, that the army may be crashing in, and the Red Sea may be there right now, but we're still God's chosen people. We're still filled with his presence. We're still guaranteed a promise. He didn't say, I'm going to lead you out there to kill you. He said, I'm going to lead you to freedom. We are free because the Son has set us free. So we stand on the word and we declare, man, over this nation, may the hand of God continue to move mightily. May you protect those that are leading the fight righteously. May you cause your breath to breathe across this land and blow every trace of this virus out. May, your stimul- may a stimulus package from heaven rain down upon this land. And may the children of God be more prosperous and blessed than they have ever been before. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 2.26, it says those that continue to sin must turn their wealth over to those that are pleasing to God. I believe that this is a time for the transference of wealth in the hands of God's people so that we can take the land better than ever. So let me tell you you're a business owner out there, confess it and believe it. That though it might be dry right now, an overflow from God is about to come and rain down upon you. And where you're struggling now by next year, you'll have ten times as much. Believe it. We don't serve a God that backs down in tough situations. We serve a God that rises to the fight. Hey, somebody. And it's not about money until you ain't got money. And that's what we're facing. People are like, how come the church talks about money? Because people are broke. They're broke and they're taking their lives because they can't even buy groceries right now. And the church is like, don't talk about money. That's the world's territory. No. We bind that devil up. May the blessing of heaven reign upon the church so that we can be the ones to give the aid. Because when we give the aid, we also give the name. The name above every name, the name of Jesus. And in that name every knee will bow every knee will bow my Jesus I feel fire in this place right now Like feel like feel like I'm already glad I came and I tell you ever since we fired Pastor Caleb and brought up Pastor Honest it's been a lot better People are like, great! This guy's actually got dual personalities. Myrtle, get your bag. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> Exodus fourteen. <laughs> 1 through 4. Sorry, I spit a little bit. Good thing people didn't sit there. They were flowing. <laughs> Woo! Exodus 14, backing up after what we just read about the dire circumstances. I want to read this part. Before they were in that dire circumstance, watch what happens. Exodus 14, 1 through 4 says, The Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Order the Israelites to turn back and camp by Pi-Hathoroth between Magdal and the sea. Camp there along the shore, across from Baal-Zephon. Then Pharaoh will think, the Israelites are confused. They're trapped in the wilderness. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will chase after you. I have planned this. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. Why did I read that? I'm, here, I'm reading this so you can understand. God is not the author of death, but he also knows everything that is coming. So God has never been caught unaware of any strategy or anything of man or anything that has ever been released upon the planet, of any wicked leader that would ever rise. He knew about it before it ever happened. And so you talk about the deliverance of God's people from Israel. He brought them in there to save them from famine and he brought them out when they needed to be brought out. The God that we serve and trust is faithful and has proven himself time and time again that he's worthy of that faith and trust. Amen. So in the midst of this, it's not that God is saying, I wanted to kill all of Egypt and all of these things. He just knew wickedness was on the earth. I'm bringing my people out. I have a plan in the midst of all dire circumstances to deliver my people. That is the same God that you serve today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let me just encourage you right now. No matter what we see, no matter what strategy of man comes to existence, no matter what plan of the enemy, no matter what lie of the hell is released upon the nations of the world right now, our God has a plan. And in the midst of that plan, that plan is not to harm you, but to prosper you. It's a plan not not to take you out, but to gird you up and give you strength in this hour. It's a plan for the church to arise and take land and take territory that we haven't been able to take before. There's a shaking. If you believe there's a shaking, say amen. There's a shaking going on right now. And though the world can be shaken, we are of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Our foundation is not getting loosened. It is not getting weak beneath our feet. It is firmly planted. We are rooted in the truth of God's Word and His presence is with us. And everywhere we go, the hand of the Lord goes with us. And in the midst of that, God said, I have a plan. Say, He has a plan. God has a plan. Individually for you. Collectively for us as a church. For Lake County. For America. And for the nations of the world right now. In my... Greatest encouragement to you today would be take this time. If you're at home because you're not working as much as you usually do, then you have a lot more free time with God. Come on. Turn off all the social media for a bit because if you're like me, I read two articles and I'm mad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and I'm like, what, what, what am I doing? Just, I don't even know who these people are. Shut it off. And just let the Lord speak to you. Spend a lot of time with your family. Parents, this is a time to make sure that you're instilling in your children faith, love, and security. They should feel no anxiety. Even though the world is panicking right now, your children should be sitting there chillax. Because their parents are standing as a governing authority in their life saying, The hand of the Lord's with us. It's a beautiful time to be alive. Great things are on your horizon. Am I speaking to anybody today? So I kind of felt to hit this today that through this, there's a lot of questions. and I said this last Sunday. Everybody's got questions. If you don't have questions, then what are you doing right now? Like, you're living under a rock. Everybody's got a question. When will this end? When will, what is going to happen? And on that note, I'll say this. I believe what's going to happen tomorrow is our, our federal government with President Trump is going to begin to announce uh, across the nation different counties that are regulated as high risk, medium risk, low risk. And so that's their plan from Washington right now. And low-risk counties, like Lake County, will be told to go back to everything is normal. Let businesses open up, let everything go back to normal. High-risk will continue on lockdown. Medium-risk will be essential travel only. I believe that's coming tomorrow, and they'll start rolling it out. And I think that Lake County has the hand of the Lord upon it. You know? I'm not the person that ever tries to take, take things that, that I don't feel, but I really feel the Lord placed us in Lake County, and by His placing us here, He gives us a realm of authority to speak over this region. Come on. And that's why God has churches all across the land right now, so that we can all come in agreement with God's plan and God's purpose and speak life over our region right now. So do you believe that? Yes. Well, if you believe that the Lord has given you as a believer a realm of authority for this local area, I want you to stand to your feet right now. And what we're going to do is we're just going to declare over this county just provision, protection, the hand of the Lord. Father, we just thank you right now. No hype, no extreme shouting. We know that you have placed us here for such a time as this. And God, in the midst of anything and everything going on right now, we ask, first and foremost, we ask that you would place peace and joy in the hearts of all of our first responders. May our local police force, may our county sheriffs have a peace that passes understanding to be in them, God. May all fear be lifted off of their shoulders, for you are not the author of fear. But you give people love, and you give people power, and you give them a sound, peaceful, at-ease mind. And we just declare, may all those out there right now on the front lines be supernaturally protected. I pray for the firemen. Lord, those that are being held back, those that are even being quarantined as they're walking in the circumstances where the virus has already been confirmed, I thank you, God, for a hedge of protection about them. That they don't even need a mask in the natural because there is a mask from on high to block any plague. As Psalm 91 says, those that abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We thank you for that, God. We invoke Psalm 91 on this entire county, God. We declare devastation will not find its way across our borders. We declare surplus in our stores. Surplus in, 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 the, in the medical field, God. We pray for all the nurses, everyone combating this thing. Father, those that are doing it in the spirit and those that are doing it in the natural. I pray the gift of faith be released from on high into their heart God that even those that don't know you would find their mouths declaring faith filled words that this thing is stopping this week that this thing is shutting down that we have got the victory that it is turning on its tails that this virus is losing its grip across this land we declare it that it has lost its power we pull out the feet of this virus and let it fall to the ground defeated in Jesus name Father we speak life life you told us death and life is in the power of your tongue. So we declare life over our first responders, life over our, our, our elderly, life over our immune compromise, life over the nurses, life over the doctors, life over every household. We break the lie, the demonic lie that fills them with hopelessness. We bind the spirit of suicide. We say, no, you stop in your maneuvers across this county. No, for the body of Christ declares that you will not prevail against the church. We are the church. We have been given the name above every name. And in that name, I thank you, God, for the glory of God across Lake County. I thank you for the churches to be filled across this county, for the churches to triple in size. Father, we thank you for release from, the, from, from on high, God, to just go about life with no fear and no doubt, God. We thank you for it, Jesus. I lift up before you the business owners. You're a God that multiplies. Father, you can do the miraculous. Any and every business owner that is striving right now, Father, I pray that the blessing of heaven would rain down upon them. That you would give them ideas or strategies or you would literally just multiply their resources right now. We thank you for no lack. God, we declare no lack around this area. We thank you for it, Jesus. Come on, we thank you for it, Jesus. We praise you. Now just begin to praise him, begin to thank him. Come on, rejoice as though everything we've just declared has already happened. Rejoice. Rejoice, church. Rejoice. He is good. He is good. He is worthy. He's mighty. He's precious. He's kind. He's holy. Thank You, God. 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 Father, we lift up before you our extended family. Lord, we we declare that we have authority over those, even those that aren't living in our region. Father, we got family across the nations of the world right now. We just say, may the blood of Jesus be on them. We claim them. We claim them. We put the blood. We put the spirit of God over them. We loose the angels of God to be encamped about them. We say no weapon formed against them can prosper. No, no. No, we speak the blessing of heaven upon them. Father, those that have strayed from you, our our friends and loved ones, Lord, we pray that even in the midst of these dire circumstances, that they would come back to you, God. That they would come back on fire for you, God. that That you would turn this thing into the greatest, greatest, greatest hour the church has ever seen. Jesus, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We declare every promise is yes and amen and over our lives. We come in agreement with the plan of heaven and we say, God, we will not stop, we will do our part. Whatever you need done, God, you declare it to us. We count it an honor. We count it a privilege to give our lives to you, God. And we just thank you, Father, Father, for all the beautiful churches across this nation that are standing in faith, that have been, that have been pouring out supplies to those around them. We just pray, man, across this nation, may the church be more blessed than ever, God.